that was the day that we got rescued. They tell me that it was thankfully that 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 night, the person that was there um, mm-hmm. taking care of us or whatever, she, he was unarmed, no guns whatsoever. Welcome, welcome again to another episode of I Got an Accent, So What? This is your host, Gia Gomez, and today I have an amazing guest. But before we get you and I introduce you, Mr. Avila. Perfect. <laughs> Do not forget to subscribe, download, comment, share, and all the podcast platform, including YouTube. If you want to see me, if you want to hear me, go to all those uh, podcast platforms. But getting back to the mambo, to la rumba, mm. Victor Avila. And um, we're going to see a blooper coming up uh, uh, later on. (laughs) But welcome to this MySpace of, you know, I got an accent, so what? I don't think you have an accent. You know, a little bit. A little bit, sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes it comes out, but... When you're mad? Yeah. When I first came here, I did have a... You did have a heavy accent? Heavy accent. (laughs) I don't know. If you guys follow my husband, my amazing partner in 200% Life, Victor Avila was one of his guests there. Um, And... It was funny. This is a secret between us, you know. Uh, Victor always wanted to be in my show, not on Jeremy's show, you know. But Jeremy invited him first, and I'm finally doing the honors today. Thank you. It's right there, though. Why you got to say that? <laughs> but yes, yes. <laughs> Jeremy, we, we, there's love for all of us to share. Right. <laughs> but Victor Avila, being with us, how long do you been with G-World? With G World, uh, I think it's going down to seven years now. So a little, little uh, track back. When he started with us, he was like really young, 18, 19. 18, 18. Um, and then there was a big <clears throat> gap because you went to do other uh, business venture, mm-hmm. which we're going to be touching on all those today. And then he came back. And when he came back, we did not recognize him. You know, this right. kid did a whole entire transformation. <laughs> new body, new face. We're like... <laughs> Victor Avila, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, well, you definitely have to be part of our team, and you've been killing it. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me and having me be part of the team. I feel like these last 10 months that I've been back, I've literally done like a 360 to my life, and you and Jeremy and the whole team have been a huge part of that, so I really have to thank you guys, and the amount of gratitude that I have in my heart for you guys is never going to go away, so... It means a lot, man. Yeah. It means a lot. Um, and we mention it a lot and many times what it means for us to mentor and, and, and to see this growth. It's, it's very gratifying mm. and the same thing. But you put a lot of work and that mm. does not, you know, come in vain. You can teach everybody all your tricks, but you are a very, very, very uh, hardworking person. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, which if I tell you age, then I'm <laughs> going to be aging myself. But this kid, I can be his mom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been killing it in real estate and you have many other businesses around and you're super successful in many other area. But today I wanted it not to be about that, which you're like, why, why are we talking Gia? Why are we talking Gia? Yeah. Cause you see here, Victor, he's a very controlling person. He wants hey. to know, he wants to have everything perfect. He's a perfectionist. And today I'm like, no, you're not okay. going to know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, this is very spontaneous, which I don't like. I like to be prepared. As you can see, this was very last minute. Yeah. If if this was the last minute, you would see me here in my little custom suit. Absolutely. You know, with a haircut. You know. Yes. Uh, smelling good, and I literally just 
this hectic day. We went to the gym. We went to Tampa with Jeremy, and and now we're here. But I showed up. That's the, you did. That's the biggest thing. That's one of the things I learned about you. Just show up. So. Yep. And that's how the game is. And right. in, in life, you just have to show up. Even when you don't feel like you dress up to the T, you just show up. And that's how blessings come to exactly. your life. Exactly. Very true. But I want to go back from the beginning. I want to talk about something um, that actually I'm very curious to know. And mm-hmm. and how was for Victor growing up? Oh, back getting, in Venezuela. You're getting deep into this, huh? You're going to make me cry. Clean, you know, clean. I'm an emotional gangster. I sometimes welcome, cry too. Welcome yeah. to my to my <laughs> platform. <laughs> well, um, how was it in Venezuela? So when I was born in Venezuela, Maracaibo, mm-hmm. okay, I moved at the age of eight, okay, because of uh, things that happened over there. We were me and my fam, my whole family. We were abducted or kidnapped twice. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, we were abducted or kidnapped twice, and um, that was very hard after the second time. The first time was just for a day. The second time was almost for a month. It was nine, 18 days, 18 days. So they, they had us, you know, going from Venezuela to Colombia to this, to that, through, like, empty warehouses, and that's when, you know, that's a whole story, right? Wow. Uh, but, uh, you know, after that, my parents decided to, you know, they, back then, they, they're, they're very successful entrepreneurs as well. And they had um, to make a decision whether to sacrifice everything that they had going on over there and move here for a better life and for a more, you know, mm-hmm. s- safe life or to mm-hmm. stay over there and risk, you know, being the third time and, you know, maybe not making it out of the third time. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we moved here. Right. After we moved here, it was very hard because of the adapting. The only words I knew was bathroom and hello. And that's it. <laughs> you know, so and then where the school that I went to was not, you know, the little South America. It was just straight <laughs> up American. So I literally had to, you know, put the step on it and, and learn how to speak English really fast because it, it was it was tough adapting. Right. But like I said, um, my my childhood was amazing, right? I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade what happened to me in Venezuela or this or moving here. I wouldn't trade nothing. Uh, my parents, they're the biggest blessing in my life. My parents are the, the biggest thing in my life. My Me and my parents, we had a conversation because I recently moved out of my house. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation talking about that. And I just kind of wanted to, like, let them know because me and, me and, and them were, like, very cold. Mm-hmm. We don't like, you know talking mm-hmm. to each other like that mm-hmm. me and my dad we've never said i love you to each other oh wow we uh we hug and we we hug we hug it very macho like we smack each other's backs like we don't like like you know like, we're like oh you know <laughs> um so we had a conversation because i was like listen like you know i'm moving out and this is probably this for good i hope <laughs> right like, i don't want to come back <laughs> but i wanted to talk to them and tell them like how i felt about them you know um so yeah a childhood you know was was good uh as far as like school and stuff like that, I was never really the, the smartest kid in the block. Like as far as like <laughs> grades and stuff, but I was always like the one that could talk to people and I could talk to this wall if I wanted to. So, hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. So you at an early age already had your your salesmanship in you and, and walk talking yourself away uh, of out of things. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
going back to definitely that traumatic, you know, um, experiences that you had at, at a young age, was it you or your, or your whole entire family that got kidnapped for Oh, yeah. A week? So, so basically... A the, month, I mean. I mean, do you want me to tell you the whole entire story? Because it's like a t- 10, 15-minute story. You give us a little capsule right. of what was that. Okay, perfect, perfect. So in Venezuela, um, they... It's very normal that you have uh, cleaning service mm-hmm. ladies that they stay in yes. South American countries, right? It's yeah, very yeah. normal that you have a cleaning lady and they um, they stay at the house, they clean for you and this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. My parents, they used to work long hours, like from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I never really got to see them that much, right? Mm-hmm. So whoever was there at the house was the cleaning lady. She would, you know, make make the food, da, 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 clean the house. Who's the and, nanny? Right. Well, nanny was in some deep trouble. <laughs> and she was um, kind of together with some bad people. She owed some money, and uh, she couldn't pay it, so she sold us out. She was mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, uh, I know this family. I work for them. I can open the door for you. You know, when, when, you're, when you're there, you can take them, ask them for money, yada, 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 right? So I was about six years, six to seven years old. The first time that it happened, I woke up. It was probably, it was uh, Sunday. I woke up in the morning. It was probably like seven in the morning. I woke up like this and there was a guy with a jet ski mask and pointing a gun at me and telling me to get up, right? Wow. Um, at that, that day, my cousin was there. I was there. My aunt was there. My uh, newborn sister was there and my parents, right? My aunt... Quickly, when she heard everything, she hid under the, I guess, the mattress or the closet, and they never found her, mm-hmm. right? They took us They took us in the car. They took us to a certain location. We don't know where the location was. We were there for a couple hours. Since my aunt wasn't mm-hmm. kidnapped, she went to the cops. They put it all over the TV. Mm-hmm. These guys were rookies. They didn't know what they were doing. They got scared, and they, they let us go. They released us. That's the same day. Now, the second time around, okay... My dad, he hired an, an uh, like a detective from the mm-hmm. from the from the cops to see exactly wh- where did that come from? Where did that person Link. that wanted to? Yeah, exactly. Uh, while while that was happening, okay, uh, the detective was then going back to my mom, and I get how do you say that word? Extorsionando? Ex- extor- yeah, blackmailing her. Black, ex- uh, extortion. Extortion. Extor- extortion, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So she was telling her that my dad was the one that was planning all this. Oh my gosh, everybody was playing you guys yeah. <laughs> for bad. money. It was so bad. It was so bad. So then my mom goes back to my dad. My dad's like, what the I'm heck? I'm not cheating. You know? No, right. So then my dad goes and he goes back to the detective and he's like, hey, I don't want to work with you anymore because you know, you're extortioning my wife. <laughs> the detective apparently was like, okay, well, give me the cut that, that you owe me, right? My dad was like, well, how am I going to give you a cut if you're extortioning my wife? I'm not giving you anything. And then that, that detective, okay, that detective came back and he was like, well, I'm going to get that money somehow, right? And there it goes again. Two years passed by. Right. Um, I remember that same day I was going, I was at my friend's house. It was, I was eight, eight or seven. I was at my friend's house and I wanted to sleep over at my, my friend's house that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I called my dad. I'm like, dad, can I sleep over at my friend's house? No, 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 you're staying at the house. Right. <sighs> Things happen for a reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. We're there at the house. It was 9 p.m. My parents just got back from work. Um, they brought me food. And I don't know where. Um, Five guys come out of the closet, come out of the laundry room, come out of the bathroom with guns and everything. They tell us to get down, and we get down, right? 
Um, we're there. Uh, they get down. Um, they put us in a van. Okay. My, was it you or was it your family? Everybody. Oh, everybody okay. that was in the house got in the van. Okay. Right? Everybody that was in the house got in the van. My aunt and uncle came after that. They also got in the van. <laughs> My aunt and uncle were, This is like not a horror movie. Or a trooper. This is like, this is a comedy. Like they literally came to the house, hello, and they see a bunch you of people too. like, what? Oh so, yeah, we got to make it lightly because, you know, yeah. it's a little, it's deep, right? So, wow. um, they put us in a van. They take us to a finca, which a finca is like a big mm-hmm. estate in, in Venezuela mm-hmm. where there's like horses, but there's a big house and everything. Mm-hmm. They take us there and they start questioning everybody, right? It was, it was funny because they all they knew all our information. They knew where I would go to school. They knew what sports I played. They knew who took me, uh, who who drove me everywhere. They knew who um, my mom was, my my dad. They knew everything. We're studying the whole family. how old we were, literally everything, right? So from there, they released my mom, my aunt, and my uncle, and um, my dad, me, my grandma, and my sister stayed. My sister was about three. But thankfully, she was um, she stayed with the kids with like their kids. Mm-hmm. So there, it wasn't like for her. It wasn't like I I ask her sometimes. I'm like, do you remember everything that happened? And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, but you know, wow. I yeah. So from there, um, from there, they took us to the finca. They released them to go get money. Right? They were asking for ransom. And, you know, from there, they translated us from Venezuela to a jungle in Colombia. We stayed inside the jungle for 10 days, like uh, sleeping like in the in the floor. Um, and it was so bad because it was like every single time that I smell, like even to this day, right, um, the bug spray that they put on us, right? I don't have PTSD or anything like that, but mm-hmm. the bug spray that they put on us, any single time that I smell bug spray again, I, I just get flashbacks of that. Wow. Not as a crazy person, but I'm just like, huh, that happened, yeah, yeah. you know? So uh, they put us in jungle. After the jungle, you know, there was, um, I guess, like, everything happens for a reason. You know, me and my dad, we never really spoke or we never really had any conversations or anything because he was so busy working. And, you know, I was in mm-hmm. school and, and everything. The day that um, this was one of the days in the jungle, which was one of the rougher days where they tortured my dad. Um yeah, they had like a, a board and they put a bunch of nails on the board and they just smacked them right in front of me. In the fingers? <laughs> no, no, in the back, in the back. Oh. But that was a uh, Father's Day, Father's Day, right? It was Father's Day. They, um, we, that day before that happened, we were sitting, um, they tied us to two trees uh, mm-hmm. together. We couldn't see each other, but we knew we were like, like this, how we were looking at each other now because we had bandages on. We had bandages for 18 days, right? So we couldn't <gasps> see anything. Wow. Yeah. So that day we had a very long conversation. You know, it, it was great because we this was like the actual time that we kind of like got to speak to each other, you know. And, you know, I always remember the words that my dad told me, which it was the first tattoo that I got on my back, which he hates. <laughs> but I had to get it, you know. Because I was telling him about it. Like, I was like, man, I want to go. I want to go. Like some, any eight-year-old kid would... Would say, I want to go, like, you know, what are we doing here? You know, I'm tired of this. And my dad was telling me this story about this Colombian lady that was been kidnapped and it's been three years and he still haven't found her. So he told me, Victor, I just want to let you know that whatever happens here, you know, somebody always has the worst in you. Be grateful for the moments. Treat others how you want to be treated and work hard, be kind and stay humble. And I have that tattooed on my back with the date of when we got rescued. 
Wow. Right? Uh, and those are words that I live by. Treat others how you want to be treated. You know, somebody always has, has it worse than you and just be grateful for everything that happens into your life, right? So that day, okay, so that happened. And after that, they released my dad to try to pull out more money, right? And in, in the meantime, th- uh, there was another storyline with my mom. You got to get my mom in here to explain yeah. you the whole storyline because they got shot up in a car and everything. Like, it was crazy. I'm not oh telling you this story, God. but we could be here forever. Um, but uh, after that, they released my, my dad, and then there was just three left. My sister, me, and my grandma, right? From there, they took us to an empty warehouse, which I don't know, but uh, when they showed us the empty warehouse, I didn't see it. But when I got rescued and we saw the pictures of the empty warehouse, there was blood on the on the walls or anything like that. So you never know. Like, maybe that was mm-hmm. where, Yeah. You know? And I remember that day, we were there for another five days, and I remember one day I was sleeping, and I was dreaming that we were, we were getting rescued, mm-hmm. right? And I wake up, and I wake up to, like, an object like this, doing this to me, right? And they were telling me to be quiet. And I, all I, I'm hearing screamings from outside, yada, yada, yada. Me as a young kid, I, I didn't, they weren't saying, policia, policia. They weren't saying nothing like that. <laughs> so I'm thinking, damn, we're getting kidnapped again. <laughs> we're getting kidnapped again. What the fuck? Right? Like a little kid. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought we were getting kidnapped from other kidnappers, from the kidnapper, right? You're like, we must be important. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would be famous, so. so um, what was that, re- the police? I remember we were laying down, and this, it was in, in a matter of split seconds. We were laying down, I had bandages on, and all we hear is screams. And then the only thing I heard was three, two, one, and boom. They there was a warehouse, so it had a metal door. They put a C four, an explosive on the mm-hmm. on the wall, and um, we were literally like laying down like this in the, in the floor, and our bo- our bodies literally went boop, mm. and we saw white. I just saw a bunch of white. Like I had the bandages on. Within a matter of two seconds, I was already on somebody's shoulder. Wow. Yeah. They tell me that once once we got rescued, that was the day that we got rescued. They tell me that it was thankfully that 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 night. The person that was there, um, mm-hmm. taking care of us or whatever, she, he was unarmed, no guns whatsoever. Wow! This was his finger, or his uh, no, his phone, because he wanted to kind of like if the cops came, he wanted to kind of so yeah, like if the SWAT came, they wanted to oh like I got a gun on him, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they took us outside. We got rescued, you know, uh, and then after that, um, I had an aunt. That was, uh, you know, I had an aunt and she was single, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we come to find out that the detective married my aunt. What? Married my aunt and he like made her fall in love with her for like a year, two years. Married her, got all the information from us. And uh, that's how he knew so much about us because of my aunt. Wow, that was a big extortion. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this guy was crazy. So he got like 12 years in jail. I think he just got out or he's either he just got out or he's, you know, but <laughs> but something like that. He got out um a very probably a couple, a couple months to a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, things happen in life, you know. You learn from them and you But I'm going. sure your dad learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot. My parents and- are the best. 
they they learn a lot and they wanted to make sure that now I understand, you know, you're fighting and your SWAT team always kind of look, because he always sometimes come here with his, you know, kind of SWAT team with his motorcycle all in black. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Where it's all falling games until you're actually in, in a position like that. And that guy gave you guys an opportunity because it right. could be done tragically, you right. know? Not even once, twice, bro. Twice, yeah. Like, what are the odds, you know? <laughs> what are the odds? I was odds? like, man, I got to be my cologne or something. You guys had a big target in your family, so... Thank God for America, right? That gave yeah. us that, that freedom and very similar to Jeremy and his family. Not like that kidnapping part of it, but, you know, with terrorists and, and, and so much, right? you know, uh, crime going around. How was it for you? Did it, I, and I understand because they say a lot that, you know, kids were, you know, they're the quickest, uh, not only survivor, but the quickest that we recuperate from something traumatic like that. How was that affect you once you come to the United States? That is a new land. It's mm. a new everything. But then, shoot, you got kidnapped twice. As a kid, how, how do you feel that you dealt with that? And do you have any aftermath with those traumatic yeah. events? Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I felt grateful, you know, because I was like, I could have been dead twice. And I'm still here, you mm -hmm. know. Second of all, there was some adapting to do. Like, for example, I remember the first two years of um, the first two years of coming here. I wouldn't like going into houses or, you know, houses mm -hmm. or whatever by like myself, like being the first one. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I lived with my uncle and my aunt at some point because my parents were still fixing the businesses over there that they had in the mm -hmm. in Venezuela. Venezuela. And... Um, I, I would remember, like, I wouldn't want to go in first. I would make my uncle go and take a look and make sure that everything's clear. <laughs> take before, him first. Because I'm like, hey, you know, like, I ain't getting kidnapped twice. I ain't getting kidnapped Somebody three times. Somebody needs to call the police. three times is always a charm, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, listen, if there's somebody in there, I'm running, you know? <laughs> I don't care. I'm running. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, there was, uh, there was a lot of adapting to do. I mean, of course, like, the first couple years of... I think until like about 17, 16, I, you know, here and there you would get nightmares and stuff of what happened. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of adapting to do. And, and, but, you know, thankfully we're here now and, mm -hmm. you know, we're land of the free. <laughs> Thank God. So, so, yeah. Thank God for that. Um, you, you mentioned you had a, a newborn sister. So, obviously, your sister don't remember much of that. So, yeah. you're, you know, you're the oldest in your family, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the oldest. So, one. I imagine the responsibility, the amount of everything, you know, and having those moments with your dad, that those terminal, you know, moments on, on that tree and, and see him torture. Did anything pass your mind, like, that moment that the possibility that he will die? Yes and no, right? So, like, anything could happen, but um, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, not we were there, and that was happening, but, um, but, you know, since I was so young, I couldn't kind of, like, process, like, parents could die you know mm -hmm. like at eight years old you know mm -hmm. like ran right in front of me like mm -hmm. like how this is happening so like I couldn't really believe it like I was I was kind of like in shock of when that was all happening I, I was just there and and you know I had my bandages on so I couldn't really see what was going on 
after that happened, you know, they laid us together again in the in the floor, and and that's it. But but I don't know. That's a very oh, emotional gangster, <laughs> especially for right now, because right now and 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 I know this is your moment. Um, but when I went through through my trauma, also as uh, as a little girl, mm -hmm. that my parents put me in a raft, I think about it right now. Right. I don't think I would do it. So that same question we asked, that you asked yourself, if I was not in that position, you know, I said, how brave my parents were, right. where this courage came from, you know, to do that, you know, and, and a lot of time is desperation that we live in such a comfortable land sometimes that, you know, America, it's beautiful, guys. It's second opportunities and all, but there's so many countries and there's so many people like what your tattoo says that are in a war position, yeah. you know? And when we get adult in our adulthood is when we think of moments like that. You were a little kid. You didn't believe the worst because we were always kids are always thrive to survive. It's right. the nature of a child. Mm -hmm. um, but then we have to deal with those aftermath in our adulthood, yeah. you know? And we always have to always remember that that are the moments that makes us vulnerable right. to make sure that every day that you see your father whether he give you the kisses or not you do it yeah and that's a promise that you should be doing to yourself every day victor because life is a gift and god definitely gave right. you a gift twice yeah. Yeah, yeah you know wow we're getting so emotional here <laughs> guys listen I never thought, and, 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 and I know we mentioned here and there, but going into details, and I know you left off a lot of details. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that want to hear more, a part two, please hit us up because we definitely <laughs> want to hear so many yeah. details because that's what makes even the story more powerful. Yeah. You know, the details that you're like, wow, I survived that. And and you don't realize this until somebody else is asking you and putting you on that spot. Right. So... Now I understand why you're such a survivor, why you're such a perfectionist, such a driver. Um, your dad and that, that whole entire experience put a little ship on you that that's why you always have to jump, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Now, now I see, and I promise you I'm not a psychologist, yeah. <laughs> but everything is correlation in life. Um, now... You're very disciplined man. Uh, we can see his body, guys. Well, for you that are listening, go to YouTube. You can see him. He's not, but no, not, 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 he's not fat and anything like that. He has his muscles and here and there. You can see he work <laughs> out. So there's some discipline there. How you keep yourself motivated and disciplined? So there's so many different ways that I could put this, you know. Um... One of it is what I lived through, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing is um, just trying to make, like, honor my parents from everything that they, they've done. Like, that's one of the the big things for me that, like, sometimes I'm driving my car and, you know, I'm clo I close a big deal or something and I just think about it. And I'm like, damn, you know, I'm doing this. I'm making them proud, you know, because, like, you know, they, they're very cold, but they don't they don't really say much. But I know they, like, they see it and I'm like, you know. Like, I, I didn't really finish school, which that was something that my dad was, like, very, you know, like, you need to finish school, you need to finish school, you need to finish college, college. And I didn't finish it, but it just wasn't for me, you know? I mean, as we can see now, now after 10 months of full-time doing this thing, it really wasn't <laughs> for me, right? 
So, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, like I'm like, man, like, that puts another extra chip on my shoulder because I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to show him that even though I didn't finish school, like I got my things around, you know, I, I, you know, I got things going, you know, for myself. So um, just seeing that and then seeing my, my parents, I mean, my parents, like, it, I can't say that uh, my motivation comes from like hunger because I never was hungry. My parents were well off, you know, Um but I believe that people are driven by two things. They're either driven by hunger, which I never really had, and they're driven by inspiration. And I was always driven by inspiration because if my parents, they come from nothing, and they're able to build this type of business where, you know, people are trying to kidnap them, <laughs> you know, um, with no technology, with no social media, with no resources, with no connections, with nothing, what is the excuse that I have for myself that I can't do quadruple or 10 times of what they've done with all the resources that I got around. Hmm. I got you guys, I got my parents, I got social media, Instagram, YouTube, you know, we live in the land of information, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So th there's, there's literally no excuse why you shouldn't, like at least for me, why I shouldn't be this, the way that I am when I seen in my eyes, because everybody says, you know, like you can do whatever you set your mind to. But it's hearing you one thing, somebody saying it, but then it's seeing it physically, seeing your parents go through that and, you know, going, 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 get beat up and get back up and get beat up and get back up. It's, it's different. It's different. So, so that's one of the, like, at least for me, that's one of the biggest motivations for me in, in life, of course, in, in fitness and everything like that. I mean, yeah, it's just to trying to be the best version of yourself, you know, but, um, But yeah, I think that I think that motivation either comes from hunger or inspiration. And I sometimes don't agree with people like, for example, Barbara Corcoran, the one from Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. you need to be poor in order for you to be successful, this and that, whatever. Well, look at me now. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. You came from a well-off family. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and we, and we you know, thankfully, um, they showed me the principles that I needed. They showed mm -hmm. me the discipline, the drive and everything to to make things happen for myself. So... It's very, very, it's very inspiring, you yeah. know. So it, it doesn't matter in what type of need you are. You, I think you hit it for those people that are listening, you know, hunger and inspiration. And they're two very powerful feeling that it's very hard to even to say which one is more powerful because one is survivorship and one is a way to prove somebody that means something to you. Right. So they're very strong, passionate type of drive. If you guys follow Mr. Arila here, it's kind of like a little, you know, big thing on, on, you know, on, on, on his social media from boxing. I retired from that, by the way. We boxing, busy now. <laughs> retire. He's 20 freaking four. No, we were doing real estate now, you know, and now from, he's got so busy. So. so from boxing, guys, from being really good at soccer, from training maniac that you love the training from perfume connoisseur this dude what is your what is your name for the perfume oh fragrance master vic on tiktok fragrance master well, vic on I tiktok on i made that for the shits and giggles but it blew up so you know that's my next question uh-huh how did that blow up Con and what you think it was consistency that's that's how just anybody that's trying to get big on social media post seven times a day <laughs> and talk to me in a year Were you were looking for that, or that was just something that happened well, to surprise was, you? Well, it was for the shits and giggles. So at the time, I had, um, I had a, it was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she, I was telling her, I was joking around with her, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna open up this this 
uh, fragrance page. <laughs> and she's like, don't do that. Don't waste your time in that. It's not. And then, like, secretly in my mind, I was like, that was your hunger. I'm going to show her what's going on. So I kept this TikTok a secret from her for, like, three months. Three uh-huh, months, right? Uh-huh. And, like, I started racking up followers, 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 followers. <laughs> And there was one day, I think I already had like 15,000 followers on the TikTok. And there was one day where um, she asked for my phone and I was logged into the TikTok. And she saw? No, no. I was logged into the TikTok. So I grabbed it real quick. And I was like, I started like changing it to the other TikTok. (laughs) And she thought I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh uh She was like, oh, what are you doing? You're deleting something, whatever, yada, yada. And I was like, I had to come clean. And I was like well, I've been hiding this TikTok channel that I made like a couple months ago. <laughs> but you see, I was able to do it. <laughs> oh my God. And it so, was yeah. just, what was it about? Like yeah. it was in, uh, just selling fragrances? or No, just- no. It was just talking about fragrances. And it was just talking about fragrances. Like at that, at that time, I was very like into like buying fragrances and this and that. And I was like, oh, let me, let me make something out of it because I'm buying so many fragrances that is, is running my pockets. Mm-hmm. So when you are big on, on social media, they, people will reach out and give you fragrances. Like, for example, Killian mm-hmm. has reached out to me. Um, okay. Killian uh, Killian's like a huge company. Like, Killian, they, you know, they reached out to me. They, they gave me fragrances for me to review and everything like that. So, oh my so, God. so I would, it got to a point where I was getting fragrances for free, you know? So... I was like, might as well not spend them and spend wow, the money. Wow, that's really free. good. Yeah. Wow. Now, okay, so that's killing. Which, by the way, is I note. Yeah, here in, in the office, everybody knows that he's the master on, on fragrances. Yeah. We smell him from the door. Oh, Vic is here. Mm-hmm. But it smells good, though. It smells good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what he already told us the secret why they stay so long. Um, there's a secret to it, by the way. Yeah. That I'm like, bro. I mean, I put the most expensive one, and it doesn't last his last. Forever. Right. Um, so from boxing, soccer, training, perfume connoisseur, and a kick-ass, successful realtor. Yeah. Feels good. And don't, you know, you can be as honest from all of it. And I know they're different walk of your life. Mm-hmm. Which one can you relay that you're in, you like, you enjoy, you, you identify yourself, and why? Um... So when I first started real estate, I was 18 years old. I've never been the type of guy to, I'm a very, everybody calls me El Viejito, the old man. Because <laughs> yes. I'm 24, but I act like I'm 45, you know. <laughs> I'm a very traditional guy. I don't like to party. I don't like to get drunk. I've never been drunk. I've never done drugs. Um, I'm not a, a, a perro, <laughs> you know, I, womanizer. I'm not a womanizer. I stick to one girl and one girl only at one point, at the, <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, like I've always been like, uh, big into commitments, right? So like, mm-hmm. for example, like if I'm going to be with somebody, I'm going to tell them I'm going to be with them and that's it. It's that simple. You can shake all the booties you want in front of my face. And I'm like, pff, pff, right? Yeah. So, um, where was I going with this? Okay, so yeah. So, at that point, I was 18. I remember I took the real estate course when I was 17. And then at the day of my birthday, I went in and I, and I took Passed. the test, right? I graduated. And then I went in for maybe a year or two. I did it full time. It went well. Like, it wasn't, you know, I got sales, right? Mm-hmm. But then it got to a point where there was a point where I hated real estate. I hated real estate. I couldn't deal with it. I 
I was like, yep. I can't deal with these clients and this and that. <laughs> right. I was just looking at the negative side of real estate, right? And then I was like, man, there's got to be some, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way, you know? And at that point, you know, I was always big into boxing. I remember I had a boxing job at 18 before I got my license, right? And um, I started just posting videos on social media. Started posting videos on social media, starting posting every day, posting every day on my story, on my wall and everything. I was, you know, um, paying for marketing ads and everything like that. And it grew. It grew. I think at the, the biggest point, it had 145,000 followers, Fitmaster Vic, mm. which was a fitness and boxing account. Right? That's another account that you made it successful. Fitmaster Vic. That's a big. That's a bigger account. Not the the fragr oh, the fragrance yeah. account. Is just it was just a little example. But that mm -hmm. one, I, I could have turned it into a career, which was a career, but it wasn't consistent. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I remember, um, you know, I was posting videos. I was training people online, everything like that. I was making money from online, right? But it got to a point where it was very like, you know, the highlight of my day was just going to the gym because I had nothing to do. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I worked at home. I could literally be working on my phone, laying down in the bed, talking to clients, and that was the whole day. And for me, I'm the type of person that needs kind of like um, I need. Even though everybody tells me, like, yo, chill. But I learned that I need problems and stress in my life in order for me to, like, be my best self. <laughs> to perform. Right, to perform, to perform, right? So I guess I got tired of it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to real estate. I'm going to go back to real estate. I remember that day I called Jeremy for something. Jeremy told me about some team, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it, right? Um, and that was 10 months ago, right? That was 10 mm -hmm. months ago. And instantly, um, before that, I was, like, very unmotivated. I was just going with the flow. Like, you know, if, you know, if clients came, clients came, whatever. And then I remember when I joined the team and everything like that, everything changed. Like, there was, like, that spark again. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the drive, you know, the, the hunger was, mm -hmm. was there again. You know, and 10 months down the line, we've been able to do pretty big things, you know. I think so. Pretty pretty big things, you know. We've been able to turn it around uh, Three six one eighty, <laughs> not three sixty four. Three sixty three, back in the same place. <laughs> What's next for Victor? Oh, um, just to keep improving, keep uh, perfecting my craft. You know, uh, I gotta, I want to get my 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 broker's license as well, so I can become a broker associate. Mm -hmm. Um, and just just keep being my best self. I have other business ventures that I eventually want to open. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I want to start buying property, which I'm in the process of buying my first one right now. Yeah. And um, just showing people that, you know, no, no matter what happens, you, you can always get through it. And, and you know, uh, just trying to be my best self, trying to be the best uh, agent that I can be and just trying to fulfill my potential. And try to, you know, make my parents, God, and my family proud, you know? And you guys. <laughs> We definitely are proud of you, Vic. <coughs> your change is being tremendous. For anybody your age that it's looking into being real estate or, or even any other, you know, <clears throat> um, career. But real estate, because now we're talking about real estate, right? Because right? um, a lot of people think, like, as soon as you get your license, your, your Mercedes waiting for you out there. No. And a lot of people... You know, it is another business. You that did it at a really young age mm -hmm. went back to do other other passions that you were successful right. are lifted, outgrew it. Now go back to real estate. 
what is that number one um, consejo, advice that you can give to somebody that wants to be in real estate, but not just because everybody, anybody can get a, a license, yeah. but to be successful? Yeah. I mean, everybody and their mothers can get a license. Nowadays, everybody and their mothers got a license. Mm -hmm. You know, the other day I was at the gym and some lady started talking to me and... And she's like, oh, I'm a realtor. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I was the other day, I was in Chick-fil-A in the drive-thru, and, and and I was joking with the guy, because I tell everybody, you know, I'm like, hey, real estate. And the guy mm -hmm. that was serving me the food, he's like, oh, yeah, I got my license, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Not a full-time. <laughs> yeah. So everybody everybody can get their real estate license, but being a good producing realtor, that's a lot different. A whole different. A whole, a whole different. I mean, I, I, what was the statistic? I think 90% 90, 90 of realtors... Fail in the first year or something like that? Uh, right. It's a high number. Jer Jeremy knows the statistics, guys. Yeah. But it's a high number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing towards going into real estate, I think it is, uh, one, the I'm going to give them the tip that you gave me, which is just to show up, right? To show up. I mean, these past two months, there was days that we come here at 9 and we leave at 10, 9, 9.30, um, you know, uh, from the office. And so the biggest thing is consistency and showing up. Uh, the other two, the other tip that I can give if you're young, like myself, like I started at 18, mm -hmm. is to um, dress like you're already, you know, or act like you're already there, mm -hmm. you know? Because that's very big. Like, I see sometimes these young realtors and they come in and then they're like in, in Jordans and everything like that. I mean, you see me right like this right now, but it's not... How You're usually. not working today. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I'm always suited up. The suit, like for for me, it was like it's like my little shield, you know, like my little body armor, right? I have no, I know somebody like that. Yeah, <laughs> I live yeah. with somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's always you know to look the part and act the part, you know, like show people that yeah, you might be 18, 19, but you know your shit. You know, like you know that you're confident in what you do, and and even though if you might not know everything. You know, it's okay to not know, but at least, you know, tell me, hey, listen, you know, that's a great question. Let me find out for you, right? I'll get you back know, to you. I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll get back to you on that because I don't want to lie to you. So let me just double check to make sure that everything that I'm telling you is correct, right? So, um, so yeah, that's that's one of my, my, my big things is just not don't act cocky or anything like that, but act like you're already there, you know? So because people, when they perceive energy. You know, they, they perceive it. Like, if I come in here and I slouch, slouch my shoulders and everything and I'm meeting a client, um, you know, or maybe, like, it, it might not be, like, a family. It might be, like, something, uh, like, a very, very serious client, like a commercial client or something where, you know, if I come in and they see this young face or whatever, they might be like, oh, you know, this guy might not be able to help us out here, you know. But if you come in and, you know, hey, nice to meet you. How are you? We sit down and, and you give them, like, you know, the body language and the energy. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, I like this guy. Let's do it, you know. So mm -hmm. so I think that's one, one of the things that has really helped me out in that sense is that, yeah, I might be young. I mean, I've, I've, I'm already kind of like a veteran, right? Because <laughs> even though I'm 18 and 24, it's been seven years, right? Yeah. So, um, but I think that's one of the biggest things that has helped me out as a young realtor is – just showing that, you know, no matter what, you can, you can get it done. You can get it Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And people appreciate that. When you're young and people see, like, the hunger, the, like, I got you. Like, no, no matter what, you know. Like, call me at 9 p.m. I got you, you know. <laughs> people, people see that and they appreciate it. I mean, like, I want to work with this guy because, you know, I want to support him. Like, he's, he's doing things, you know, so. Energy is contagious, you yeah. know. So definitely, um, and Jeremy pr preaches this a lot, to mirror our, our, our clients, to mirror... <laughs> 
our people. And it's not that you're going to be a little clown, but you have to sound and look familiar in order for somebody to do business with you right. or even inspire that individual. Right. So we have a great leader, not because he's my husband, but Jeremy's very, very, very inspiring. And right. and he has a good heart besides being my husband. Guys, again, I promise. <laughs> People that really know us <laughs> know that I'm the bad one. <laughs> right. Jeremy's a very authentic and, and, and very humble man, you yeah. know? He so is. the advices that comes from him uh, are are really, you know, rooted because he has lifted. Um, last question. Mm-hmm. If you have to go back to that six-year-old Victor, what will you tell him? Um, I would tell him that everything's going to be okay. There's going to be a certain point in your life where you're going to feel really lost because from a young age, Victor was already like, I want to take the world. You know, I want to do big things. Even though I don't know what what I'm going to do, I want to do big things. And so I would tell him that there's going to be a point in your life where you're going to feel lost, where you're going to feel like you don't have your potential, where you don't see the road that where you're going, you know. But I would tell him that to just keep going, keep showing up, wake up early, work out, health is wealth. And uh, you soon will find out. You soon will find out. So it's been 10 months and oh man, God has blessed me so much. Like my, my goal in life is just for to be a man that God is proud of and for my, my parents to be proud of me as well. You know, so uh, and to be honorable. I feel like that's missing nowadays. A man hmm. that's honorable, you know. There's men out there, they cheat on you, they sneak up on you, this and that, whatever. And I want to show everybody that um, you can make money, look good, whatever, you know, have a nice lifestyle, doing it the honest way, doing it the the right way, you know, so. It's, I can tell you right now that what God will tell you is like, that's the reason why I give you that second chance. Because what, what he deposited in you it's a beautiful gift, and he knew he was giving it to. And you are a, a person full of life. And everything around you, Victor, grows and flourish. Right. And that lets you know that your life was worth living for, and it was for something. And I know that you're young, but I know we're probably going to be talking because you're going to be in our life for a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, whole life. And I'm very, very proud of you as, as a mama bear here in the JG Signature team. Uh, that I'm yes, I am. I'm hard on them, but it's because I see the potential. Yeah. And your heart that is so pure and honorable. You said that. That's a word that today's day is not very well mentioned. You know, men have word. Today's day is like nobody's word is you know worth anything. Um, back in the days, and our grandparents used to believe that there was no freaking contracts, y'all. Yeah. They shake hand and that's it. Tomorrow we're gonna be here, and you're, and and that that was it. And we lack in different times that, that we're living in. But to know that there's still a new generation that believe like you, it lets me know as a mom that there's hope for my children, that there's hope for the society, that there is, whether it's small or whatever it is, of people that are here to be a light of others, to bring light to so many that are lost. And that's what my goal 
is to bring light to those that sometimes are lost and have no idea because life is beautiful for that. To bring light, to bring clarity, and to enjoy life. Right. You know, eat, drink, everything healthy weight, you know, <laughs> but bring to so many people that are lost and they cannot understand why I went through this yeah. in my childhood, why, right. you know, the struggle that we went. So mm-hmm. thank you for walking us through that journey. And I know we hit couples. Yeah. Emotional gangsters. But you know what? Yeah. That is beautiful. And I wanted to, I don't make my guys cry here, but I want my sensitive men to be sensitive because being sensitive doesn't make you a man. It makes you more manly. Right, right, right. Victor, I love you, man. Thank you. We guys. need to bring your daddy. My we dad? need to bring your dad no, and we're gonna do an episode. Here with, if you bring my dad here, <laughs> me talking to him like this, oh man. <laughs> Thank you, my amazing people. If you love this story and you want to hear more about Vic, his dad or his mom's story, please let us know. It's been super refreshing. And and that is not all about business. It's just talking about human to human and struggles and journey that we have. But thank you again. I love you. And stay tuned for the next one.